This podcast is part of the Treksphere Network. To find more Star Trek-related content, visit treksphere.com. I couldn't decide which one to do, um, so I'm going to do both of them, and you can pick which one. For the intro? Yeah. Okay, this is fun. This yeah. is this will be fun. I know. Like, I, I've gone from having too, too few to too many. <laughs> uh, as you know, this is the Measure an Episode, where it is our continuing mission to explore what makes Star Trek proper Star Trek, and not just a Star Trek version of If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. I'm Jonathan. <laughs> And I'm Paul, and the criteria by which we judge these episodes, number one, is there science fiction inherent to the plot or explored in the plot? Number two, is that science fiction unique or novel in some way? And number three, is there an ethical or moral dilemma uh, broached by the episode by either the characters or the plotline itself? I'm Paul. And I'm Jonathan. I really like that comparison. (laughs) Okay. What's the second one? So, all right. As you know, this is the measure of an episode, where it is our continuing mission to explore what makes Star Trek proper Star Trek, and not just deep cuts from other shows. I'm Strong Bad. Oh, oh. It's like, is this the Cookie Monster? Maybe. <laughs> I would like to have Strong Bad singing the, uh, the Cookie Monster song. <laughs> I like Strong Bad, because it's, you know, it's it's new. It's almost like I have Strong, Strong Bad out on as a, a special guest. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Glad to have you on the show, Strong Bad. Oh, thanks, man. It's good to be here. <laughs> My favorite thing with Strong Bad is when people would send him stuff in all caps, and so then therefore he would read them yelling. Yes. <laughs> okay, should we start talking about Star Trek now? Are we done with the intros? Wait, right. have we done all the in- Oh, no. No. This yeah. week, hey. we watched. Yeah, is that your, is that your thing? thing? Oh, yeah, you go ahead. Thing. You go ahead. This week. We watched probably the only Deep Space Nine episode that the Netflix blurb writer cared about. Um, <laughs> he must be a TNG fan because he's like getting ready to write. While Kira is overworked, Dr. Bashir forces her to take a vacation day. Right. <laughs> and then he saw <laughs> Will and he was like, wait, what? Oh, this is great. What are, what's going to happen next? And so he actually watched the whole episode uh, or at least the first half. There's a point where she takes him to see the Defiant mm-hmm. and that's sort of – you know, they get that gets them on to the defiant. Right. But that's must be where this person stopped watching because there's nothing about Cardassians in here. Maybe nothing right. about like it's obvious when Commander Will Riker comes apart, like from the Enterprise. It's like, eh, I don't know if I would have written this that way. Right. I, I mean, I guess if you want to continue with the the red herring, eh, I don't know. I feel, I feel like the blurb writer stopped watching after he says, I would really like to see the, see the defiant. And she says, OK. And then they. They jet off, and that's he's like, well, I've seen enough. Or <laughs> that's, like, that's good. or they were on the Defiant, you know, and she's showing him around. And he's like, oh my gosh, more DS Nine boring stuff. Okay, so boring. Right. <laughs> so the blurb says, when Commander William Riker from the Enterprise visits the station, an intrigued Kira takes him on a tour, particularly of the Defiant, which is also weird because the way I mean, I, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but the way that was set up it was not like particularly of the defiant you know she he she said kind of give you a tour of the station he was like sure oh and don't you have that ship oh what's it called you know like it was it it didn't seem like he particularly wanted to see the defiant no. he was just what's well, like, the wrong word taking somebody on a tour you don't take a tour particularly about something you take it specifically about something it should have been an intrigued Kira takes him on a tour specifically of the Defiant. Right, but even that's wrong. Like, if you, I, I get what you're saying. If you're going to use that word, you should use the proper word of specifically, but it, I, it didn't feel like it was a tour 
where he specifically wanted to see the defiant. Didn't he say though, I would love to see the defiant. Yeah. I interpreted it's bad, that. It's like, yeah. he's like, let's see if I can do this in one sentence. Let's see if I can get out of here in 30 seconds. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I wonder what these blurbs are supposed to do. Because like, I would have said something like where Kira sees a familiar face, but things are not what they seem, you know, obviously with a little bit more detail about like the episode, but without giving a succinct version of the plot, like I feel like that would be that would be intrigue enough to to get me into the episode. Well, dude, the all f- you need is things aren't as they seem. That's all you need. Right. Right. If you really are trying to coax people in with the blurb, <laughs> these people who are just randomly trolling DS9 episodes by the blurb to see which one sounds intriguing. Right. Oh, right here. This word even <laughs> this one even has the word intrigued in it. I'm in. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you don't even need uh, particularly of the defiant, you know, give them a tour of the station. But things are not as they seem the end yeah the end you can even write the end it wouldn't (laughs) hurt it yeah there's lots of twists and turns anyway um (laughs) well okay so this this episode starts off with kind of a overtrodden trope the overworked officer yes yeah where they've been working so hard that they don't even know they've been working so hard and they start snapping at commanding officers (laughs) who are okay with it (laughs) <laughs> and it's just, I don't know, it just feels so Mary Sue-esque. It's kind of the same thing when you ask a politician, what's your worst quality? And they say, I work too much. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that thing where, oh, these people are, are so idealistic and altruistic with their work that they can't even take time for themselves. And I'm so tired of it. Right. It's so unrealistic. I understand that there are some people who work uh, themselves to the bone. I understand who people, but I don't think that that usually exists in a seemingly utopianistic society, which they are much closer to than we are. So mm-hmm. this idea that they wouldn't have some sort of life work balance on this station, which they all seem to do. Cisco right. seems to not work at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's also just when the plot calls for it, you know, like there, there have been so many times where we've seen her relaxing again we're watching it out of order so i don't know when the last time was that happened but she's constantly going down to bejor i mean even in this episode she says she is with someone else so you know clearly she has a a personal life beyond this right she just happened to be working so much she didn't realize it oh just something that doesn't exist in life to Mm -hmm. me you know it's like i order you to go eat a hamburger you know you need to and by the way the next day she's back at work so i guess that was handled like all she needed was a hamburger and a good night's sleep, and she's back to good old Kira. Uh, oh, I guess she did. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I was thinking. So it was that right. night. It was like that night that that Bashir orders her to take a break, and then the next day she's on the sh- on the ship. No, it's that night that she runs into Will Riker. Yeah. And then the next day, I guess it's not it's not implied they have sex, right? No. She I'm, says we only talked. I mean, she, right. She, she does suggest it, you know, like when she's like, we only talked for three hours. Oh, right. but seriously, I, we only I talked. I hated it. I hated it. I hated <laughs> that whole thing. But it's very clear that Dax has definitely had sex with William Riker, right? Yes. Well, I inferred. Yes, but see, that's where I was confused because like Riker, they never, they never say this in the episode, uh, but it's it's been headcanoned that Riker refuses to talk to O'Brien because that would expose him. But how did he know who Dax was? Like, I mean, is it just because he has the intel of the station and he knows no, who the he drill didn't. is? No, he didn't. 
he didn't recognize her. Right, but then she says stuff to him, and he's like, I'm sorry, how are you, Dax? Um, maybe it's just, it's like when you, I have no example right. <laughs> to outline <laughs> with my point. It's, when you meet it's, somebody it's you don't rem- know, and they try to <laughs> con you, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, now I know your name. That'll do. Oh, the, the example I was trying to think of was, it's like when you read a, a strange word, but don't know how to pronounce it, and you read it over and over and over again, but never know how to pronounce it, and you go 15 years Reading it, knowing what the word means, but you don't know how to pronounce it. That's what I was trying to say. Hey, let me talk to that. I just ran into someone who was reading something for me aloud, and they read Compromise. And uh, <laughs> no, this did not happen. It did. And because it was an adult reading to a group and nobody else corrected, I didn't want to be the one to correct. Oh, this wasn't a, a, this wasn't a school child. No, no, no. Also known as a student. <laughs> <laughs> Were they joking? Um, no, no, because it was interesting. Yeah, it, it given the setting, it was not something that they would have been joking about. That seems like such a, a well used word. Yes, right. Yes, and you know, it's one of those things where I mean, maybe, maybe this person just didn't give it any thought because, <laughs> well, because no, 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 like my my dad thought the word was misled for a very long time, and. Misled? What, yeah. What's it, it's great. It actually works because it's the past tense, and the word was to misle, and you know you could be misling someone and all that sort of thing. But then, like twenty years after he first read the word, he heard somebody say that they had been misled, and he goes, uh, hang "Oh, on. I know. Isn't it great?" He's like, "Is he a Russian coming from the parent teacher <laughs> convention?" <laughs> I speak with teacher at parent-teacher con- convention. <laughs> I have been misled. I need to rotate dishes to calm down. I am from Indiana. <laughs> A suburb of farm. <laughs> Are we still talking about Star Trek? <laughs> How do we get there? Oh, we're talking about he didn't recogn- Yeah, he didn't... Uh- <laughs> He didn't recognize Dax, but he, then he did because he must have just read about her, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of because we've we've never seen Will meet them. And I love that they reference stuff that happened off camera with Will. Like, oh, where'd you come from? I was just off camera. I've been here the whole time. Like, <laughs> waiting. Yeah. And waiting here. Nobody else saw me. So that whole thing where... Uh, she, Akira is smitten with, with Riker. That paid off in a horrible way. Continue. (laughs) Is this something that, uh, eventually it's not Will Riker. Spoilers, everybody. Uh, it turns out to be Tom Riker. Yeah. Uh, not his twin, but, or Will Riker's twin, but his, I guess his transporter twin. (laughs) Yeah. His transporter clone. Yeah, yeah, his transporter clone because yeah, right, clone. Yeah, you're right. He's he's identical down to the DNA, mm-hmm. as Odo said. By the way, why don't people do this more? You'd think that if this was possible, that there would be more people cloning themselves. It was it was a one in like a quadrillion chance of it ever happening. The distortion on the storm of the planet reflected the transporter beam back off of the atmosphere down to the planet, and so that Will Riker thought that he didn't make it back on like he i mean obviously because he was still on the planet but um he thought that the because they were having trouble anyway the transporter wasn't able to get him through and so he was stuck on the planet right but it you would think that now that we know this is possible that they could recreate it in a, in a somewhere some terrible scientist 
with with no scruples could do this for people. I don't know why you'd want to clone yourself. I guess for this specific reason, you can just send off people to die and then you still have yourself. Kind of like the spoilers, the plot to the prestige. Oh, prestige. prestige. Oh, right, right. Did Will Riker or Faux Riker, did he specifically target Kira or was she just around? What was the deal? Why not target? I mean, I guess he's sort of a ladies man anyway, and he has obviously a reputation. So I don't remember. Has Kira met William Riker before? Uh, I mean, again, not on the show. His approach to her was almost like, hey, remember me? Yeah. You know, remember last time I was here? That kind of thing. And she was sort of, she didn't, I got the impression she knew who he was, had never met him before, though. Okay. I mean, it doesn't, yeah, there's, there's no, well, I guess, where are you going with this? (laughs) I don't remember. That's the problem. I was hoping you would just run with it and (laughs) I would be rescued. Well, I was just going to say that there's no, there, I mean, whether or not she knew him before, it has no bearing on the plot. (laughs) You're so right. Uh, But what's great about this is that the big, oh, snap, it's Tom Riker moment is when he steals, when Will, quote unquote, Still steals the Defiant, and they make they make away with it. By the way, where did the other people come from? I guess they were waiting on the Maquis. His helper, his Maquis helpers were just waiting, and then they came aboard. Okay, sorry, I should have watched the episode before uh, talking about it. But anyway, the moment that I'm trying to get to is when he peels off like the side beard right. things. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, does Tom Riker not have the ability to grow beard on his cheeks? Because you would think it wouldn't take that long to grow a William T. Riker beard. Right. A couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah. And this is a really big mission for Tom Riker because he's effectively going to kill himself for the sake of the Maquis cause. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Okay. So so why (laughs) let your your whole ruse rest on some skin adhesive with a crappy beard thing, right? And he wasn't wearing it when he was <laughs> pretending to be Will Riker. That was his actual beard, right? So I don't understand. It's not that big of a problem to grow out a beard for a very important mission that you will soon be dead after. Right. So grow out the beard. Don't put on crap. They might fall off. It'd be great if they just started falling off. You had to fix them every once in a while. Well, time. yeah. I'm just picturing like while he's giving a tour of the Defiant, he's like having to look shocked and excited the whole time so he can keep his hands in his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> to keep his beard on. <laughs> and here we have the bridge. <gasps> <Right>. <laughs> this is the command center? <laughs> and he has to keep him up there, so he's like, starts patting him, you know, like, <gasps> wow. I've never seen this before. <laughs> Are you ill, uh, Commander Riker? Right. Or, you know, do, do you mind? I have an old Valachian technique that helps me to calm down. I just need to... <laughs> He just keeps patting them while he's, you know. Right. I'm sorry. I didn't say what it was. A Valencian yoga technique. Um, or Valencian calming technique. There we go. Yeah, that's probably what it would probably what it would have been. Anything works. Right. As long as you put some unrecognizable word in front of a recognizable exactly. word. Exactly. But, work. like, to, to speak to your point, Jordy lost his beard with nary ado about anything. He was grizzly one day, baby smooth the next, and no one made any comments one way or the other. So... Why Riker, after eight, nine years, nine years, he couldn't decide to, like, try something different and just (laughs) shave off those sides. And nobody at DS9 would be the wiser except for O'Brien. 
And worst case scenario, like he's not going to be like, that's not Riker. (laughs) (laughs) He would never do that to his face. (laughs) Yeah, or just shave it all off. They're they're not going to be like, wait a minute, William Riker has a beard. Who are you, sir? Like it's not. You're right. Exactly. Nothing. No one's ever going to question it. Right. It just. It was a a lazy way to reveal that it's Tom Riker. Super lazy, right? And also very Knight Rider '80s B horror movie kind of way. <clears throat> well, and they didn't even acknowledge this, but I like that as the evil twin, he has the goatee. <laughs> I know that must be some sort of that. That can't be on purpose, or rather, being done earnestly. It must be a throwback wink wink nod nod type of thing no maybe i mean i i saw nothing about it but also i you know it's a very quick and easy way to show the viewers slash fans that that's not Riker. you know like they the moment he shot her they would be like oh my gosh what's happening you know and then he calls in and he's still like and then he's lying to them about what happened to get the ship to detach uh and then he takes it into warp and Everybody, like all the audience from the 90s is going, what, what is Riker doing? And then he peels off one side very dramatically and then peels off the other side. And everybody goes, <gasps> that's not Will. <laughs> I should have seen this coming, though. I was like, oh, is this a shapeshifter type of thing? Are they going to do a Mission Impossible mask thing? And then I totally forgot about Tom Riker. I can't believe it. I'm so disappointed in myself. Well, and that's, I mean, that's what I was talking about at the beginning, Um, depending on which intro you used. You had to have seen that one episode over the seven season series of Star Trek The Next Generation to know who or what they're talking about. I was kind of expecting Tom Riker to then at that point point up to the YouTube card to like see previous video where I talked about this one thing. (laughs) (laughs) For more information, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, why not keep it more of a secret? I felt like, oh, this is very interesting. Why would Will Riker, the number two, nope, the number one on the the flagship ship, Mm -hmm. I guess you can just say flagship, of the Federation, Starfleet, why is he doing this? And keep it a secret for a while. Right. Well, I mean, he he did until he was alone on the Defiant with his Maquis crew. Yeah, but then there was nothing new. Mm-hmm. Nothing like when they were being chased, they had a mission. They kind of figured out the mission fairly early, and there was there was no novelty after that moment where it's Tom Riker. Right, right. Yeah, the, I, I I feel like the reveal should have been don't I mean don't take off the beard. I, I get I get that it's kind of a compromise. Like you you don't want it to just be Will Riker saying I'm Tom. And you don't want it to be such a drastic change, you know, where it's a, a fully shaved face um, and just having to say, like, yeah, I decided to take my beard off or something like that. Well, why not? Why not this? After Will Riker steals the Defiant and they have no idea what's going on, Cisco says we should talk to somebody at the Federation. Maybe they know. And then Will Riker answers. Yeah, that's exactly is. what I was expecting. Yep. Y- yeah. And they were like, what are you talking about? I stole I'm right here on Ryza. Right. Banging women. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Why would I stop at DS9? Right. Why um, would I stop at that your place sucks. outpost yeah. station? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, where the hell is Ryza? Where was he coming from or going to that, that DS9 would be on, on the, the way. way to Ryza? <laughs> 
How far away is this place? Right. Anyway, but yeah, they call and, you know, and all their jaws drop and they do double and triple takes going, what? what? Right. Um, it's not like, oh, we, we could only pay for Tom Riker. We couldn't get Will Riker <laughs> on the show. Right. He's way too expensive. I mean, maybe they had to pay him double if uh, if he was portraying two, funny. two characters. Um, but yeah, like that it would just, it would take a thirty second call with him on a view screen. It's like, what are you talking about? I'm here. Like they have him in his you know his two short bathing suit about to dive into a pool, mm-hmm. and he's like, no, I'm right here. Yeah, leave me alone. And that's and, it. Well, and that would have been a a great commercial break. And you know, they the you don't even follow. The Defiant off. Like, it just goes to warp and just takes off, and everybody's at the station at D-Space going, uh, like, what? What happened? And so they right. call Starfleet. I mean, I guess why would they call Starfleet at that point? Well, they might be trying – they might be checking in to say, hey, is there some sort of mission, covert mission that we don't know about? Is Can you tell me about William Riker? He's like, what are you talking about? He's right here. Right. I'm having lunch with him mm-hmm. or something. It would actually be a really fun way to maybe if they still had it or – imply that he's still on the enterprise somewhere right and then it pans over and Jordy kind of walks by in the background and then deanna troy kind of gets something from the you know the cupboard <laughs> there's just cupboards. all of these like little cameos all but, their, but yeah, all these little cameos it's like they're stunt doubles so they didn't have to pay the actual actors <laughs> men in wigs yeah but you never call attention to it right it's just oh the whole crew is still on the enterprise <laughs> yeah and you hear off screen you know, John Luke Picard being like, Will, get off the phone. We're in the middle of something right now, you know? <laughs> what are you doing? Right. Um, so, I don't know. That would have been a very easy way to fix that without this super cheesy, I'm going to take the beard thing The off. villain reveal, yeah. 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 Uh, are and we just missing the, the point, though? I don't think so. I mean, the, the because after they reveal him, they're like, oh, wait, maybe the audience doesn't know who that is. And so then they cut to Deep Space Nine, where Odo is debriefing Cisco and Goldacott about who Tom Riker is. Right. See, that would have at least this whole mystery of who's on the ship would have been so much more fun to reveal if mm-hmm. they had the phone call with Will Riker. They didn't know what was going on. If, they, if that was, if they explored that mystery for a little bit longer, for another act. Right. Because, okay, so let's getting into this. I think that this was a proper Star Trek episode, but it just wasn't a good one. Oh, see, and I think the opposite. I think it was a great episode, with barring the the Tom Riker part. Just the fact that Cisco was helping the Cardassians track down and potentially destroy a Federation ship was it was a great episode to watch. But I don't think it was proper Star Trek because all of the sci-fi that happened was in another episode. You're talking about the Tom Riker William Riker, yeah, duality, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so for me, the, the science fiction in this is very often characters were using, like Kira was sabotaging the ship uh, with creative ways, which in, in turn created a way to for the Defiant to be tracked. And I felt like the seeing the Kardashian bridge was very interesting to me. And this whole idea of the Obsidian? The, obsi- ra- the Obsidian Order, yeah. Order, yeah. Um, that they had these new ships that were not Cardassian. And I don't know. I felt like there was a, there was little bits of science fiction sprinkled in for me that was enough to satisfy the criteria. And it was, it was kind of novel with the, with the cloaking thing. I mean, they didn't, like, again, they didn't, like, dive deep into it. But I felt like it wasn't just a lot of talking in a room, which there was plenty of that in this episode. But they did sprinkle in some exploration of science fiction and obviously the end is the what is what is tom Riker going to do 
Is he going to fulfill what he set out to do and kill himself for the, for the fate of the Maquis? Or is he going to help his crewmen? Oh, yeah. The dilemma was definitely there. Yeah. From my perspective of can this be transplanted into another show that isn't sci-fi, and I would say that it 100% could, the, the hostage figured out a way to slow down the criminal's action and let people know where they were. Yeah, I mean, I, I try I try not to use that sp- only as the teller that, that sort of, is there a real-life analog this could be trans- translated into? I feel like that that to me is, is somewhat tenuous because we could probably talk our way from any any science fiction enough. Mm-hmm. Like we could... We could circuitously get there if we absolutely needed to right but i i don't think this requires any heavy lifting to get there and yeah it was light i mean the science fiction was light and maybe it wasn't really part of the episode well it kind of was i don't know the i mean you're right like a cloak yeah you know what (laughs) it's it's sort of on the it's like i'm kind of it's we're splitting hairs here right it's it's light enough that you're willing to take it and it's light enough that i was saying no but i think the fact that i i thought it was such a techno babble but because it just seemed weird that she could use the replicator to blow out one of the conduits (laughs) well she's kind of a mary sue right right but the fact that they did explain what she did to make it happen um, you know, and Riker even calls her out on it, saying that was really clever or something. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I think, I, I think, yeah. I'll, I'll concede. It is a light moment, but it is, it is sci, it is sci-fi and not magic. So, and they have that moment where, ostensibly, there's the Defiant who, which is attacking some Cardassian outpost, and Cisco calls it out. It's like, well, they're they're pretending to be the Defiant, but mm. it's not them mm-hmm. because I didn't know that Cisco could read Cardassian. But he looks at the screen and says, "Oh, these don't <laughs> actually match." Yeah, and it's not them. And it's like, oh, you're brilliant that someone could be masquerading as somebody else has never been done before. Right. And 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 then they're like, no, that's the actual Defiant. And so they're like, thank you, Cisco. We yeah, have, I forgot about that part. You. Yeah, yeah. So that that was kind of novel. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and it's it's sort of like. Oh, the Federation now is a cloakable ship. How um, contentious. And and another word, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and I, you know, again, the it's so funny how, I don't know if it's all in this series or if it all started because of DS9, but, you know, the Cardassians have the Obsidian Order. The Romulans have the Tal Shiar. The Starfleet has Section 31. All these groups, all these organizations have this kind of seedy underbelly this covert group that does that goes a little bit more rogue than their regulations and orders will uh will allow right for the sake of plot yeah even though it doesn't make any sense to have some kind of section by the way are there 30 other sections <laughs> no it, it and what are they for it comes from enterprise the i mean it doesn't come from enterprise because enterprise came after but they explain the origin of it because there is a a section in the starfleet treaty that talks about these things and i mean we even watched the episode it says like under section 31 uh it says blah 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 you know and we right we either focus on that or we that's the one that we ignore or something like that. i think it's i think it's the one they focus on i don't know it feels like the idea in this particular time to have some sort of department that is isolated, cordoned off, where they can do anything they want, where the actual people in the Federation don't know what they're doing, and they just are kind of this own little faction of people who are kind of a part of the Federation, but actually do whatever they want. Same thing is happening with the Kardashians. It doesn't make sense that this would happen. 
right. that that there right it seems like at that point you would need everybody to be on the same page yeah uh at least it was starfleet i mean who knows what the kardashians what they're doing um but anyway it, it doesn't seem like there would be a cia of of the future but it makes sense because it's an interesting plot line right right kind of like the time cops of the federation which i'm still waiting for my show people <laughs> They just got to get Van Damme to sign the contract. If they could get him on to a Star Trek show, reprising <laughs> his role as Time Cop. Oh my gosh! Like the yeah, the world would be right. The cross universe and the the canon that comes from that is just oh god. <laughs> <sighs> but I don't know. Maybe Picard too will uh, will address this. There's apparently time travel. I refuse to watch the trailer. I do not want to be spoiled for most likely a show out that will be disappointing. <laughs> But I want to be disappointed in the moment. Right. <laughs> On your own terms. Yeah. Don't let On other people disappoint things for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, yeah, those those two moments, I, I'm willing to, to change my answer to, to make it sci-fi because I did enjoy the episode. But, I, but see, I'm willing to change my answer too. Like that's, that's how <laughs> – Right. That's how thin it is. It just seems like – I guess they – because you could see it totally just being we're chasing Thomas Riker – and he's he's hiding in nebulas, and we have to find him. And then he and Kira have their hearts to hearts, hearts to heart, heart to heart. They're how do you pluralize heart to heart? Heart to hearts. Oh oh oh! Like they they had multiple heart. They had they had more than multiple one heart hearts to heart. To heart. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Having their more than one heart to heart, <laughs> and and then Cisco and Golducott have their more than one heart to heart mm-hmm. and he has the we get a little bit of sense of there's some sort of conspiracy happening with the lady who I didn't quite understand why she was there and which by the way that was Captain Garrett from yesterday's enterprise man they like to they're incestuous with their incestuous or cannibalistic incestuous incestuous yeah okay. they keep it in the family they don't eat them <laughs> So, so it could it could have been much more bland in terms of it being a, a DS Nine episode. So I was giving it the benefit of the doubt, but it just wasn't a lot, I guess. Right, but I feel like it's enough. You know, the, you're talking about the the warp core signature being faked and the explanation of how she blew out the conduits. Like the for for me, and I think we're in agreement on this. Like they can't just use sci fi things in a magical way. You know, there has to be some sort of technical explanation for it. and Right, which I agree with. And they seem to satisfy that just in a perfunctory way, mm-hmm. but they did satisfy Exactly. It. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe by the end of this episode we'll come to a better conclusion. But as of right now – okay, so are we saying yes or no? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying yes to both now. Like you, you reminded okay. me of the cloak signature, which was actually a moment where I – I was thinking, uh, oh, that's a really clever way, and that that is kind of a, a sci-fi aspect. And then, uh, and then the explanation of how she blew out the conduit, I I did remember. I just wasn't thinking about the explanation of it. I was just thinking she sabotaged it. Um, but right. you know, he did he did use an explanation which was sci-fi. So that those two things are are enough, and they are important to the plot because it sends the Cardassians in the wrong direction, and it gives them now a trailing signature that they have to be careful about. Right. It's just that this this epi- the intrigue in this episode was so dilute that I was left wanting more and not in a good way. Sure. And I, I just wanted there to be more mystery or, or something that, like, what is Will Riker doing? What is Thomas Riker doing? I mean, that was kind of that where they were saying, where is he going? I was going to this obsidian whatever mm-hmm. and or this or this planet. And we don't know why. It's it's totally 
you know. Right. Um, but we so did know why at that point. We knew they didn't. They tell us? Yeah. Oh, they didn't know? Oh, I, well, I, sh- I probably shouldn't have been checking my email. <laughs> no, um, he, he had intelligence that the, the Obsidians were building ships there on a massive scale. And, oh, and so we, I missed something. Yeah, so we were told that, and then the Cardassians were, they, you know, they said, well, let's follow them, and the lady from the Obsidian Order said, no, you are not allowed to go, and we will fire at any Cardassian ships that head that way. Why? And they're like, why? And she's like, uh, she just smiles and backs into the darkness of yep. the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was weird. <laughs> but I wanted more of that. I wanted more of that. Right. Like, why, why did that have to be the end? Well, again, it's one of those things... And I, I worry that we're going to see this more with Star Trek, where we learn information sooner than other people do, and then those other people are told that information. It's our thing that we talk about a lot, where we're watching a scene where we're waiting for somebody to, for characters to catch up to the audience. Yeah, because we know everything. We know everything. Mm-hmm. Why are we get, Why are we getting this repeated to us now? Yeah, this is why the episode with Nagilam was so great. By the way, that episode is not as liked, well liked as. Uh, I thought it would be. Right. Some people as find it to be uh, not as good and a bit bottle episode-y and lacks explanation, which it kind of does. But sure. I don't know. I don't, it's, it, it was odd to find out that people didn't like that episode. Yeah. I mean, I, I think given Star Trek for what it is, like especially at the time, you know, if, if to, to watch it in the series in, in that order, it is bottle episode-y. It, the whole thing, even on the other ship, takes place on the bridge. There's no conflict. You know, the, the only part that is any kind of interest is when he says, you know, I'm going to start killing people off. And then they spend like 45 minutes talking in the ready room about how they want to handle that. But in defense of that episode, there is quite a good mystery. We're in this void. We don't understand it. We can go forever. They have the whole beacon scenario, which I always find, I don't know, I just, maybe it's just me. Maybe I just like those things. No. Yes, it wasn't plot heavy. Yeah, no, I, I agree. No, it, it, it had a mystery that they didn't know how to solve. And that was fun to watch them solve it. Because, yeah. you you know, these are, these are the best of the best. Yeah. And so to actually watch them live up to their names was pretty great. Right. And that's something they didn't do in this episode. <laughs> they, they did not, or in this DS9 episode called Defiant. By the way, uh, we just saw the last episode we watched was an Enterprise episode where one of the main ships is called the Defiant. Oh, you're so right. How is this? How does this keep happening? I'm, I mean, I feel like it's still amazing, but I'm so uh, numbed to it. That uh, right. It's, it's, you know, it's like when you drive a Lamborghini around for ten years. It's like, yeah, I drive a Lamborghini. Right. Sometimes you forget. About it. Yeah. 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 This this particular episode just felt like wow. You have you have Thomas Riker who is somebody who we know very little about what he's been doing since I think, wasn't there one other next gen episode with him in it? I can't remember there to my knowledge. He's only in two. Okay. So there is another one where he reprises his role as two people (laughs) where Jonathan Frakes is two people again. No, no, no. Like there's two episodes Um, total of Tom Riker. There's the one on TNG and there's this one. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, we don't know what Thomas Riker has been up to. Right. How interesting. Why not make this a two parter? (laughs) <laughs> well, that was that was the original idea for it. Um, in fact, Rick Berman even said after the episode and he was being interviewed, like, we are definitely going to see more of Tom Riker. But then for what season was this three for season four, they said um, like <laughs> they they very much shot it down. They sent around a list to the writers of these are the things we will not be addressing in season four. And on that list was Tom Riker. 
<laughs> I wonder if that was because uh, Jonathan Frakes did not want to be on the show oh, anymore. Maybe, right? Like maybe he was just kind of Star Trek out, and so he needed a break from it. Maybe, um, maybe he wanted to focus on directing, and I know that yeah. he or fact has fiction. become a director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, um, yeah, so, and, and it, may, it may not even have been that he didn't want to. It was just they didn't want to bother with trying to figure out his schedule and coordinate it, and so they were just like, "Let you know, let's not do it." Yeah, yeah, but. But yeah, it would have been. I mean, he's you know, as far as we know, he's now life in prison. In the, <laughs> I know, he's just slaving away in a Cardassian labor camp. Right. Uh, I wonder if Will ever That's thinks terrible. about him. Like, is Probably he not? Uh, yeah, I mean, is he like? Thank God, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Or is he? You know, is he like? I I wonder whatever happened to my halfway through my life brother. See, I wonder if that happened to me, would I think of my counterpart as a brother or as something else? Would I th- right? Because the closest thing to that is a brother. Right. In terms of what we're capable of now. And I wonder because in a sense he is you and and I don't know if there would be this element of not jealousy, but don't this is not I'm still me. I, this is my life. Like you can't, you, you don't have, cause suddenly there's a person with claim to your life. Right. Because that he is you. Yeah. And so I wonder what that would be like to know there's another person who could possibly, who would just as would defend what, what they think as their life too, just as vehemently as, as you would. So I wonder that that would not, that in that aspect, it would not be a brotherly relationship. I can see how it would be, uh, at best, contentious. At worst, murderly. Right. I mean, in the episode with with him when he first shows up, it is it is very antagonistic. They're both super. Well, Will is is upset that there's this person claiming to be him, and Tom is upset that Will got the life that he didn't get to have. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean, I guess it makes sense that Tom would want would become a terrorist or become kind of that. Outspoken conspiracy conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. just makes sense, I guess. Right. It just it felt right that oh, William Riker is the goody two shoes. I'm the one who's making a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays so, it safe. I'm the one who's going to die a hero. Yeah, right. Yeah, and maybe there is an element of that in Will Riker, and Will Riker chose the other direction, which is I'm going to play it by the book. I'm going to be an upstanding citizen, and so mm-hmm. naturally, when Thomas Riker knew that there, that he was Thomas Riker. That he would take the other route. Right. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I just felt it was very light. Could have been more intrigue, a little bit more mystery. Uh, I didn't care. It was very odd that uh, Thomas Riker chose to sexually assault Kira before being beamed into the labor camp. So weird. I don't know. It's like she didn't necessarily – like there wasn't a a chemistry between the two of them. But there – I mean there wasn't a lack of chemistry. There wasn't really any like – animosity towards each other but you know she was just like i will i I mean maybe he was like who knows when i'm gonna get another kiss um that's what i felt i felt like he was taking advantage a little bit and he's you know he still looks like william Riker. so Mm -hmm. see and i uh, i would have set it up that his helmsman was a little bit more comfortable with him and that's where he got his kiss from you know i would have uh, I would have established that she she was a larger part in his life because she kept calling him Tom. Yeah, that's um, sort of the same the same relationship that Robert Beltron or Chakotay in Voyager in that hundredth episode where he has a girlfriend mm-hmm. and he's sort of automatically like she they obviously work together but they have a relationship as well right and that would have felt very familiar in that sense. Yeah, um, and you know, and her her fighting this decision, 
you know, saying like, no, this is not what the Maquis does and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and Riker does concede to Kira's point that there's no reason to destroy the ship and sacrifice all the lives when all of them are going to be safe. And he just has to go to jail, basically. Right. Um, You know, and then he gets the kiss from her and not Kira. And then that's where the episode ends. Right. And she's like, go, let's go back to the Federation. It's always, it was such an abrupt end too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would have been better if they had not played the whole thing of, Oh, it's William Riker. So therefore you must be into him at the beginning. Right. Because he's so, he's so handsome Mm -hmm. and outgoing and that beard. Yeah. He's got beard for days. (laughs) Yeah. But it still smells like Deanna. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I'm a no, yes, yes. Uh, I I don't know. No, Are you, and you're a no. I, I'm no, a you're I, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm a yes, yes. You're a yes, yes. I'm a. I mean, I guess I'm a. Like, if we were still doing halfways, I would do a halfway, but we're not, so I have to choose the other one. I just I was left wanting more, and not in a good way. Right. So you're you're saying yes, it's proper, but it wasn't good. Yeah. Okay. I would write a dissent against myself if I could, <laughs> but I feel like it's so on the, on, you know, on the, what do you call it? Balanced beam. Right. I think, I mean, if I'm understanding you right, you enjoyed it, but you were just wishing there had been more of something, either more of Riker or more of like the, the discovery of what was happening on the Defiant. They had set up such an, a interesting playground to, to play with. <laughs> Damn it. Keep doing that. <laughs> Allow myself to introduce. <laughs> I keep doing that every episode now. Uh, they, I felt like they had created an interesting little microcosm to work with of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't deliver. It just, felt, it just felt very dilute to me. And so, yes, I kind of enjoyed it. It was kind of fun to see the intrigue of, oh, it is Tom Riker. What's he going to do? Why is he doing this? And then they have the Maquis. They invoke the Maquis, which... I don't think it happens that often on DS9. Yeah, no. So that was interesting. So we got a little bit of world. I just wanted more more world, less talky-talky. Sure, but they didn't do that. I'm a, yeah, but they didn't do that. That's, I'm a no, yes, and you're a yes, yes. I feel like that balances out the universe. Okay, but you keep saying you're a no, yes, and based on what we've been saying, like it should be a yes, no. <laughs> well, it just keeps – it's like you know a very long pole balancing on a very fine point. Like it's going to oscillate. Every once in a while, you know, that's where I am. See, now I'm a yes, yes. Damn it. <laughs> we, we talked about it too long. <laughs> <laughs> we need to end the episode. So, <laughs> All right, let's see what we're watching next. Okay. The Star Trek Voyager, Season 4, Episode 7, Scientific Method. The Voyager crew is invaded by an alien race conducting dangerous experiments. So this might actually be one of my favorite episodes ever. I don't know if that's true, but it could very well be one of my favorite episodes. Of Voyager, as as you know, this is measure of an episode. But also, as you know, Star Trek has gone off of Netflix, and so we are no longer privy to the Netflix blurbs. But and so the blurb you just heard was the Amazon Prime blurb, which they look to be uh, more succinct, more succinct, uh, yeah, more, and probably cover a little bit the the episode a little bit better because it's exactly the same as the one on Hulu. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, and we we didn't do the homework. Well, I guess we can do it on a next gen to see if they are the same on Nick on Netflix as they are on Amazon or Hulu. Right. So anyway, kind of looking forward to this. Could be good. Yeah. Could, could be my favorite. <laughs> Is it your favorite so far? Is it your favorite of all time? Let's find out. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. Right. Anyway, 
Uh, I've been Jonathan. And I've been Paul. And this has been The Measure of an Episode. But you already knew that. Goodbye! (laughs) 